Welcome to the VRV Podcast, where we highlight different better-known businesses and nonprofits. All right, everybody, I'm Justin Clark here with Veterans Referring Veterans, and I'm super excited because we've got a great, great resource for everybody out there today. So we're bringing in Dr. Angel Storm with Ashes to Beauty Ministries. And thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Storm. So please tell us about your military service and what you do now. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Justin. It's such an honor to be here. Um, yeah, my name is Angel Storm, as you said, and um, I joined the Army when I was 17. I was with the army for six years and um, I got out of the army, but I continued to work for them as a civilian for another seven years as an advisor. I did my master's and my PhD and continued to work with them and deploy with them all around the globe. And three years ago, I um, decided to kind of see what it would be like if I started to do life coaching. Actually, one of the, the funny things is, is that when I was working for the army, um, it, an opportunity came up for me to get certified as a life coach. And I said yes to it because the army was willing to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I said, yeah, and not ever thinking like five years later, I'd be doing it. You know, yeah. uh, I did it for something I was working on with them, but, uh, yeah, life is funny that way, isn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I started ashes to beauty, um, uh, almost two years ago now, it'll be two years in January, and um, I'm an individual life coach, although I do some help with nonprofits because um, I have have experience starting and running them, and, and um, I also help women who are getting out of a narcissistic uh, relationship kind of restart their lives, mm -hmm. and these things go together a lot more than what you would think. Um, I think when we start talking about life coaching and why this is so important and necessary for people to know about, um, you'll see how they go together. But yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I do and where I'm at now. Right on. That is awesome. And and you, seriously, you've got quite the resume, I guess, coming on because you've got published books, you're an author, obviously the life coach, you're doing speeches. So you're all, you're, you're Phoenix because you've had your own personal stuff that you've risen from. And I think that's so important, not only with your veteran background where, you know, just veterans alone can connect and obviously anybody can connect with you, but you have that personal experience of knowing firsthand and helping others out. So that's truly incredible. And I, I love it. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Cause I know it could be hard. I've, you know, had my own stuff a little bit, but it's great what you're doing. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, you know, it, well, I had a dream about Ashes to Beauty, right? In the dream, I saw exactly like how I should lay it all out. And I really, honestly, I really wasn't interested in kind of like starting a whole other chapter of my life. You know, when I was mm -hmm. working for the Army, I was paid really well. And it was kind of like, no, I want to go back to that. Like, I just want to make a bunch of money. Honestly, I wanted to sit, store it up and like go live off grid somewhere. <laughs> You know, I've been a social scientist. I study cultures all over the globe. And that's really what I do is study people and then tell the military how that person's culture, how their background, their 
economic system, whatever, would impact military operations, what things mm -hmm. they need to take into consideration when they're planning. And so, uh, like I said, I've done this for literally all the branches. Uh, I was deployed with special forces in Afghanistan and just, you know, so I wanted to continue to do that. And um, I really, I was 30, you know, at the time. And I'm like, I, I'm too old to start something new. That's really how I felt. Like, I'm, I'm too old now. You know, I can't be trying to figure out a whole other life plan. Um, <laughs> no, I, that's funny you bring that up. Because I, that's seriously a question I think that gets asked, you know, when especially veterans getting out of the military. I've run into it personally myself. It's like, who's going to take me by the time I get a degree? You know, I'm going to be 40 and yeah. That's awesome. Yes. That's exact, I mean, that's a real, I think it's a real concern. And especially with the way that society is set up, people, people tend to do the same thing. You know, you go to college, you get a degree, you get a job, you work in a corporate office, you buy a house, you get married, you do life in these certain steps. And if you're trying to do life, not in those steps, you're, you're weird, you're an anomaly, you need to get on board and do life how everybody else is doing it. And there isn't a lot of room for people who are like, no, this is not, you know, what I want to do. And right. I think uh, one of the great things about this generation coming up, they're like, no, we're going to just do life how we feel we should do it. And I think that kind of spirit is awesome. Um, I think if we can harness it and, um, you know, do it in a, in a thought out way, in a way that's, mm -hmm. you know, a little less free spirit, if you will, and more mm -hmm. of a methodical way that it, it's going to make it lasting. You know, you want to build something that isn't just like good for a year or two years or a couple years, you know, people um, still are going to have families. And so maybe they want to give, build something that they can pass on to their kids, you know, something that will last that long. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, honestly, I, I mean, I was really just like, ah, I'm just too old for that. <laughs> but I, I uh, was, I remembered my own um, experience and, and really just feeling like uh, I was actually looking for my own life coach, you know, like three years ago. And I needed somebody that I could connect to on a very deep level. Like I, I really didn't feel as though the people that I had spoken with and to be my potential coach could reach the depths of my soul that I really needed to be mm -hmm. hit on. You know, it was like, we're on two different levels here. Um, and I think that when, when you only have a certain type of experience in life, it really does limit the type of people that you can reach. And so I said, you know, I've gone through all of this stuff in my life, in my own life, um, experienced it. I'm not going to let it go to waste and I'm going to find a way to give it back to people. There's people like me out there who need help and I'm going to figure out a way to make all of these situations that I've gone through and all of this trauma and other things that I've had to deal with um, serve me. This yeah. stuff is going to serve me. I'm not going to be a slave to it for the rest of my life. I'm not yeah. going to be labeled by all of these things. I'm going to find a way to make it you know, again, have purpose, have meaning, and then give it back to other people so that they can, they don't have to go through the whole thing. They don't have to kind of be stumbling around in the dark. Like here's a pathway and I can light it up for them. Right. Right. No, that's, that's absolutely incredible. And it gives, I think it's seriously, I'm so blessed and thankful that you're on the VRV because I think there's so many people out there. Like I could have, I, well, we're still going to talk after this too, but 
Everybody yeah. needs direction and everybody needs yeah. that certain somebody to connect with. And even our first conversation we had, I we could have talked like all day. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. your personality is great and you're very understanding of people and, and you can tell truly tell like you're focused on that person with stuff. And it, it's, it's really cool. So just a little bit of like life coach for people that don't know if you might, if you don't mind, you know, telling us what you do. Yeah, I'm going to talk. Yes, exactly. That's a great question. That's a great way to like segue. I think a lot <laughs> of people think life coaching is like a therapist. And I like to say it this way. Um, so I live like a little bit south of Green Bay. So we we love football over here. And so I'm going to use a football analogy. You know, the Packers, I'm sure they have a sports psychologist on the team. Okay, but that's not the person who's calling the plays. You, that's not the person who the whole game depends upon. And so a coach is different from a psychologist in that because and I'm not degrading at all because there that we need to have psychologists um, and there are real um, clinical issues that people need that level of um, of expertise to kind of mm -hmm. speak into their lives and help them with but a coach is somebody more for like everybody needs a coach in my opinion everybody should have access to a coach because it can save you a lot of time if you can find the person who can say like you're not thinking about this correctly, or here's a better way to approach that situation. And so a coach is going to give you like the plays, the game mm -hmm. plays for your life. And, you know, you might think like, well, everybody's got an opinion and anybody could do that. And, you know, I, I want, for example, if I've got a computer issue, I want to take my computer to somebody who not just like has the knowledge on the computer, but who like is passionate about it, like who's right. going to figure out exactly what's wrong with it, you know? And so I actually think there's a lot of people out there who should be coaches who, who aren't coaches, but it's, it's such an awesome thing to be able to connect to somebody and, and help them navigate kind of the, the, um, Life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, life throws at you. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and so sometimes I've gotten clients who have gone through real traumatic things, and that is primarily who I help. People who are dealing with a real life-altering thing. So I've helped people who have lost everything that they've owned in a house fire, or people who, like I've mentioned before, who are getting out of the military um, even involuntarily, like they're being medically separated and it's like, no, I've already had my life planned out to be right. in the military. Now I've got to come up with something else. And so real life altering situations like this. And that's why I say it's easy to connect to why I'm a life coach and why I help specifically help people going through a, a breakup or a divorce or what the case would be with a narcissist because lots of times you have to completely re reinvent your identity you know you're so lost about who you are what you're here for what, what you know why am I even in existence if I can't do that one thing and mm -hmm. um and so yeah that's kind of what a coach does is is help you navigate life in the most effective way possible so that you're not wasting a whole bunch of time like trying a b c and d before you finally figured out that oe was the thing right right now you said you're over in the green bay area but is this something that your services are available for anybody listening out there yeah actually i've okay, got clients good. all over the world all over yeah. the world yep and uh and typically i meet on zoom with my clients oh, okay. um, we, we can just do phone calls to you if people are uncomfortable getting on on a video but yeah yep i do i offer it all to anybody who who has a 
has a way to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> and you're extremely passionate, obviously, about this. But what do you yourself love the most about just with the life coaching? It's it. Yeah, it for me, it's always about like when you see that that person who's come to you in a certain type of state and all of a sudden it's like you see that spark coming back in their life, you know, that their mm -hmm. eyes are different. They've got that joy that they used to have for life. They're excited about the possibilities that life has to offer them. They understand who they are. They truly understand who they are. And so from that place, they can uh, make an informed decision about what they're supposed to be doing. Right. And, you know, a lot of times we do it the opposite way, right? Like, we say, well, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a military person, I'm a vet, I'm this. And this is honestly how I start my conversation with my clients. I tell them, you're, you're going into a room now, and right on the other side of the wall, there's another room. And in that other room, you're putting all of the labels. You're a mom, you're a dad, you're a husband, wife, you're a veteran, you're a doctor, whatever. You're putting it in that room. And now you're on the other side of that wall. Who's left? Like mm -hmm. what is left there? You, if you could not um, ever say that you're a doctor, if you could never say you're a veteran again, if you could never say you're a mom again, what, who are you? Like who's mm -hmm. left in that yeah. room? And, you know, reconnecting to your identity should be the first thing. So when, when you don't do that, and especially when you're making a big life transition, like you're getting out of the military, or you've just come back from a deployment or, you know, whatever, you're getting divorced you're looking around in the world for a place to connect, but you don't actually know who you are. So it's right. going to be even more difficult for somebody who's not you. You live with you all the time for somebody who doesn't know you to help you connect because where do you belong? Who are you? What do you do? And you don't know the answers to those things, your own self. You know, it's, I like to say like living authentically, you know, you have uh -huh. to know who you are in order to find the place that you're going to connect, you know, your tribe, your, your, all of that kind of stuff in life, you're going to constantly be looking, am I here? Do I fit here? Do I fit here? Yeah. And instead of like going about life as like a Jenga, you know, kind of thing, like, do I fit in this space? Yeah. Uh, you know, figure out who you are. And then from there, make every decision from there, including what you do, who you connect to, where you live, all of that kind of stuff. It flows from that place, not the opposite of like, well, I'm a mom, so I have to do this or I'm a, you know, whatever. So I have to do right. this. No, you don't. It's the opposite. It should be the opposite where you make, you know who you are. And so you make your decisions from that place. So honestly, when you were talking about that with, with bringing your stuff into the other room, for some reason, like I was thinking similar almost to like boot camp correct me if i'm wrong here but it's like boot camp where you get stripped down of everything emotionally and then they're building you up to be you know in the army or marines or anything but your focus is on being yourself you know so like you're getting broken down and then you're getting the strength to become enlisted in yourself i guess i should say that's so. such a great way to put it and and actually you know, a lot of this has to do with mindset, just like how in boot camp, that's one of the things that they hit you on so hard is like they, they break down all of the barriers where you think you can't do it, you know, so that you find out, oh, I actually can do it. You know, um, like if I'm at the gym 
and I'm lifting weights, I'm not angry at that weight because it's heavy. I'm not like, uh, you stupid weight, you're so heavy. But we think about situations in our lives that way. We're angry at the situation that we're in, not realizing that it's only under pressure that the mm-hmm. greatness in us can be cracked open, you mm-hmm. know? And instead of, it, it has to do with the mindset, you know, and renewing your mind to think about things differently. And that's honestly... That's this is going to serve you in so many other areas, which again is why I think coaching is so necessary. Because if I can find out why you're thinking a certain way, I can uproot that thought and I can plant a healthy one in its place. And you're going to start thinking about things differently. You're going to think about yourself differently, your children, Mm -hmm. your spouse, you know, all of these other things differently. And that is going to that's how you build a a fruitful life, you know, where where everything is working together in unison. Instead of you fighting against all of these situations, you're just causing conflict where it doesn't need to be. Right. And I think people get caught up in the whole negative bias so often, especially with coming out of the military, um, because there's so many things coming at you. So you are an awesome resource for these people. Um, And especially with, you know, with you with the veteran background and everything else. But once again, thank you for being on here. I hope some people can reach out to you and, and truly get some help and refer to some other people. Um, Cause it's, it's hard. It, it's yeah. really hard to get out of that negative mentality kind of with everything where you think everything's against you and, you know, and so seeing people like you with your story with everything is, is I think it's truly an inspiration to others. So um, one thing I wanted to hit on, well, unless you've got others, we'll, we'll go around with stuff too, but um, the, uh, yeah. hey, go hit, ahead. <laughs> well, you've hit on narcissism a lot. And I think that's it. Obviously I think that goes in with the life coaching as well, but you offer and have a lot of resources for women that need help with the narcissism aspect as well. So if you want to hit on that as well, I'd yeah, love to hear you know, about it. Yeah, I think I think this is becoming more um, like exposed in society. People are becoming more aware of narcissism and what it is and why it's so dangerous. Um, so, so clinically speaking, like according to the DSM five, like narcissism is a personality disorder. It's part of a cluster B personality disorder. So, from it are all uh, are other types of um, disorders. So, like you might have a narcissist who's just like a regular person who's self-involved and you know things like that but from that can stem somebody with antisocial personality disorder which we used to call a sociopath and we have psychopaths that come from it so this is a very serious issue this isn't like somebody is taking a selfie and they're a narcissist it's not that it is not that right and so it's a very serious um, issue but narcissists um, are people who just don't have healthy egos and so in order to make them themselves feel good in order to make themselves feel worthy of living and having value in life they have to have energy coming from other people and so that's mm. why they often will put people down you know they'll it, it can turn um into physical abuse usually there's some sort of emotional um mental financial manipulation happening um And you'll see them come in from all of these various areas in order to have that control over another person that they don't have over their own self. And so, um, so what, yeah, so this is a very serious issue, as I've said, and I've experienced this my own self. And Mm -hmm. so I can tell you it has nothing to do with whether or not you've 
I've, I've had so many people who said to me, you know, I just assumed it was because I was a stay-at-home mom that this happened to me and I didn't work outside of the house or I didn't have a degree. It has nothing to do with that. In fact, narcissists who are um, more trained in and have experience in manipulating uh, a large amount of people will target people who are um, successful in, in, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like to them. And so um, by, by again, like I just decided like, no, I'm not going to, um, just go through this and like get through it and just barely survive. I'm going to rebuild my entire life and I'm going to help other people to do that. And so I, on my, I have a YouTube channel and I have two main things that I do on there. I have a playlist called be your own life coach, where I give people tips on like how to, you know, just very general, generally speaking, like run your life a little bit more efficiently, like with time management tips or self-care things. Um, and then I have another playlist that focuses on, um, narcissistic abuse and recovery. And, um, and so I'm reaching people through, through that. I also have like a bunch of resources on my, um, website. I have like a PDF that you can just download. You don't need to put in your, um, email address or anything. It just downloads with, um, resources that are nationwide for, um, if you need help escaping, you know, uh, if you're in a situation where you cannot leave out of, out of your own free will, then, then there's escape planning available to you if you need help. Um, kind of rebuilding financially. There's uh, resources available to you if you just need more information on on just education about narcissism. That's all yeah. in this PDF that's on my um, website that people can just download. Um, but yeah, I offer a bunch of different things um, for that specifically. Okay, right on. Well, and I I honestly didn't know the depths that narcissism goes, you know, it, it was, it was, um, it was kind of crazy. Cause I was just thinking it was just, you know, somebody's just kind of falling themselves, whatever, but what are some signs that who knows, somebody may be living with a narcissist now and may not really know it. So is there any kind of telltale signs you can put out there for anybody that can be like, Hey, maybe I am, you know, I I'm not wrong all the time with stuff. Yes. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great question. And I have several videos on my YouTube channel that go into this more in depth, but very quickly. Um, yeah. So actually that's going to be one of the red <laughs> signs is like, am I crazy? There's something called gaslighting, um, which is where the person will make you think that what actually happened didn't happen. Right. And so they'll try to erase your memories, try to tell you that you're wrong. They'll try to tell you like, you're the one who needs help. You're mm -hmm. the crazy one. And they try to t flip it around on you. And typically narcissists, um, they, they do know how to target their victims. Um, so typically they'll go for somebody who's an empath, meaning the other person can feel the other person's pain. They can feel their, their sadness or their sorrow. And so they'll, um, they're more easily manipulated if the empath doesn't understand how to use that gift. You know, they right. don't understand how to still have healthy boundaries and say like, Oh, I'm not feeling that I'm feeling what somebody else is feeling. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so, um, gaslighting is one of them. Um, stonewalling is another one, which is where, uh, they essentially will not hear any arguments, no matter how, how many experts you bring in, you want to, you know, you want to try to get help from outside people just to get it, get a look on this. Like, maybe I am crazy. I don't know. Maybe I'm the <laughs> one who needs help. And it doesn't matter from what angle you approach it. They'll stonewall your efforts in order to, 
um, to, to make an argument for something or to get outside help for something or to have it done, whatever it is, in a different way, um, uh, they'll tend to turn the conversation always onto them. So pay attention to like, if you're out even celebrating even a child's birthday, they will feel like there's, they can feel energy. And so they'll feel like, oh, that child's getting too much energy. I need to somehow make this situation about me, you Mm. know, and they'll manipulate situations where they're always the one uh, at the center of it. And so you'll often see narcissists, they go wherever the chaos is because they like to cause the chaos and then they're the only ones who can calm the chaos. And so thereby everybody's looking at them to come in and be the rescuer and the hero. And again, then everybody's just left with the positive impression of the narcissist. Like, oh, this Mm. guy solved this problem, right? And so they're very good at presenting themselves one way when in reality they're something completely different inside. So there's, yeah, so they have kind of... um... I've I've dealt with kind of personality disorders and stuff like that before. And it seemed like, I, I think one of the ways I had always put it was there's so many curtains on the stage that you had to pull back before you fully see who that real person is. And it's, and it's always the curtain is a different scenario where they can present themselves in a different light for whoever's, you know, in that audience. So. Absolutely. And, and, also like we as humans don't want to think like oh that person is really evil we don't want to act actually right. believe that somebody is evil and so we're willing to give them one more chance and one more chance and one more chance and before you know it like <laughs> they've not we've given them so many chances but they've yeah. also in the process destroyed us they've right. destroyed our lives they've destroyed everything about us you know i've seen very very successful people Um, who've been very uh, financially conservative with their money, they've invested, they've done all of this stuff. And, and like, they've been married for two years, and all of a sudden, all of their money is gone, you Mm -hmm. know, and it's the narcissist is going, like I said, it's, I say all of the time in my videos, they're energy vampires. And so they're constantly sucking resources from other people, whether that's energy or money or, or attention, whatever it is, they suck it from somebody else. And, um, and so it's a very dangerous thing because as you said, there's all these layers, there's all these different facades that they put up that they are very careful about, um, protecting. And so once you finally get to the inside and you realize, okay, it's empty in here, there's not actually anything in there. Mm -hmm. It's too late because they've usually have sucked all of your resources completely with them. Mm -hmm. And so, um, again, this is why it's so dangerous and why it's important, I think, for um, society to really recognize the the damage that gets done when you're involved in a relationship like this. Yeah. And I I think it's very hard, too. And I... you're and this is why I keep saying you're such an awesome resource because I'll, you're in relationships with these people. You obviously care about them. And like you said, you're they're going to change. They're going to change this and that. And you want the best for them. But at the same time, you can't destroy your own life and loved ones that may be connected in that relationship with that. So yeah. having somebody like you to talk to where these people can reach out is truly incredible. So honestly, if anybody's listening out there that you know, may have signs or whatever, please give Dr. Storm a call. So yeah, please do. And I, um, I also offer free 30 minute sessions just with any, anybody. Okay. Um, okay. you know, 
who's looking for it. So I can kind of help, even if you don't hire me as a coach, I can kind of hopefully point you in the right direction as to what you should do is in terms of your next steps, whether you're just looking for a life coach or whether you're in a situation where you need to get help because you're in a, in a narcissistic relationship. Um, and one of the first things that I also tell people to do is if you even suspect that you might be um, in a relationship with a narcissist is to stop listening to what they're saying and only look at their words. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm sorry, just look at what they're doing, their actions, just look at their deeds and stop paying attention to their words because they're so good at using words to manipulate and to try, draw you back into their, their, their realm of influence. Stop listening to them and only look at what they're doing and let their actions speak louder, you know, than their words. Right. Are. So awesome, Dr. Storm. So once somebody's kind of gone through and they've discovered their identity, once again, what's the next step that they can kind of expect? Yeah. So from there, once you know who you are, it's important to know what you're here to do. And so I call this destiny. Some people call it purpose, regardless of what you call it. Like, what are you here on earth to do? And uh, I want to give the listeners really quick four questions that you can start asking yourself and um, to to kind of get your mind starting to think about the things that that you're here to do. So. really answer these questions. And when I was answering these questions for my own self, I got feedback from like my closest friends and family members. And um, I really wanted to hear like outside perspectives too, because sometimes what you think, um, what you think you're good at, what you think, you know, is true. um, Somebody else might not see it that way, or that you might have forgotten something. So um, outside feedback is super important. But these four questions. So what, what makes you happy? What makes you mad? What makes you frustrated or irritated or annoyed? And what makes you sad? What makes you cry? And so mm-hmm. the way things, yeah. The, the, so answer those questions, like, truly, like, honestly, like, think about it. Like, what what really does make me cry? And what really does make me irritated? So I'm just going to use myself as an example. Again, when I was doing this, um, I hate paperwork. Like, I, <laughs> it's honestly, seriously, one of the reasons why I got out of the army. I'm like, I'm, I'm wasting my life just doing paperwork over here. Like (laughs) I I can't do this anymore, you know? So um, I hate paperwork. So I'm not ever going to do anything with HR. I'm not going to do anything with um, probably with finances or something like that. Like that to me just isn't going to work out. So, um, so I made this list of all of these things and usually what you're going to find, this is going to sound maybe counterintuitive, but what makes you angry and what makes you cry is going to be what makes you happy. Hmm. So, so when I was talking to you, actually, our first conversation, when you were telling me about the VRV, one of the things that you had mentioned to me was you were frustrated about the way that these different organizations were kind of taking advantage of the term veteran right. and were advertising it that way. And I, I immediately thought, like, what a great way to uh, have an outlet for that frustration, which is to start your own organization that, you know, deals with veterans and helps veterans and is truly a platform to kind of um, support veteran owned businesses and veterans dreams. Right. And so that that's exactly the way that you should do it. It's, it's usually in between like whatever, wherever you're finding that, that tension of being frustrated, of being angry, of, of, of like being in tears over this situation, that's going to make you happy. And that's, what's going to make you, um, 
um, point you in the right direction of what your purpose should be. And mm -hmm. that is going to have multiple different ways of expression, you know, for each individual. So it's, there's more to it, but if you can start getting, you know, start thinking about those four questions, um, that'll start pointing you in the right direction of what your um, purpose is, should be. You seriously nailed it. And I never even thought about that whatsoever. Like with you. So Holy cow. So, I just like, you just like mind blew me. So <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's exactly like, so your intuition, we're all made with an intuition of like, this is wrong. I can do it better and I'm going to do it better. Right. We have that innate, um, instinct in us, but what happens is that sometimes, first of all, like we've got a bunch of outside voices coming to us from society. So your education is going to, you know, influence the way that you think that your your the type of environment that you were raised in your home and home life is going to influence that. Obviously the way that you, you interpreted your military experience is going to influence that. But also, um, you know, we can go through things in life where it's so traumatic or it's just so life altering that we cannot think. We just have no idea which which way is up even. And so right. again, this is why a coach is so important. Having somebody who is legitimately on the same wavelength that you want to be on, like they're they're thinking the way that you want to be thinking. They're doing things the way you want to be doing them. You need to connect with somebody like that. Yes. And yes. they can help get you on onto the path of doing life the way that you want to be doing it. Um, but yeah, that's, so, so for some people, like the intuition is just there. Like I saw a need no one else was doing it right. And so I just did it. Mm -hmm. But for other people, it's like, I can't think for my own self. I don't know. I just can't seem to kind of shake the fog or, um, right. you know, I, I just don't know what's the best thing for me to do right now for those people. You know, they need more help in, in terms of processing who they are, what they're here to do. And again, that's why a coach is so important for, for people, especially in that situation. Yeah. And I think it's good for you, for people that are out there to reach out early when you're a little bit struggling. Yes. I think a lot of people are, you know, they're like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And then it gets too late. And then that's when they ask the question. And by then you've got so many things piled up on top of yourself, you know, and, and the depression setting in and this and that. So I think it's really important. And Honestly, I wish I would have known you way back when I was going through my struggles way back in the day because they, well, when I got injured, it was kind of, it wasn't necessarily a life coach, but I could have easily used a life coach, even though I was in the military. Um, they, they basically, after I got injured, they said, Hey, you, you have to go through these different, you know, the psychologists and this and that, the different therapy sessions, you know, this is your typical sit down therapy session sessions. They wanted me to open up to these people. I have no idea about, but in the sense of that, I was kind of wanting more direction. Like what's on the other side, rather than just what I'm talking about in this room, you know, kind of what's that next step. And, um, one, I didn't, connect with these guys whatsoever but then two is like i got out and i'm like that was great what am what am i supposed to do now you know and it was you know th this was stuff i'm just having to live with on my own there's so many people my story is nothing compared to other people whatsoever but having a coach like you on there that understands that's been through stuff is so important and yeah i i could just go on and on and on and on about you <laughs> so. yeah, exactly like we have 
we've got advisors all over the place, right? Like if you go to um, college, you're going to sit down with a with an advisor. You're going to go to, you know, if you're in the army and you're transitioning out there, they've got somebody who's going to like, you know, help you do that. But they're not telling you, like, let me look at you specifically, you as an individual, you're just a number, you know, and yes. it's a system, it's a system and they've got to keep the, the system moving, you know, but, right. but if you have somebody who can sit you down and say like, Hey, um, I see that this is a real strength in you. I see that this really irritates you. I see that your personality is more like bent towards this. If you start changing the way that you think about this thing, I think that this would be a great career path for you. And here's some things that you could start doing in order to see if that's a good fit for you. You know, because like I said, when I, when I started Ashes to Beauty, I didn't really want to do this. I didn't really want to do it. I wanted to, again, just make a bunch of money and go live off grid and not talk to people anymore. <laughs> and, and so it's like, sometimes what you, what you need to be doing is not the thing you want to be doing. Sometimes right. you think like, Hey, the best, the best thing for me is to like go into isolation mode and be over here and just never talk to people again. When in reality, the best thing for you to do is to take all of that circumstances that had happened to you, all of the situations that tried to destroy you and not allow it to, to bury you, you know, mm -hmm. like that's really what was happening to me. Yeah. I just wanted to be, to be buried with my, with my problems, you know, in some field or some forest somewhere and just live alone. Mm -hmm. And, and really like, that's not what I'm supposed to do. My, my, my purpose is to connect to other people and to help them connect to their identity and to help connect them to their destiny. And that cycle should continue. You know, yeah. when somebody is doing their purpose, when somebody is living out the thing that they were made for, they're going to connect to other people who, who are doing the same thing. And likewise, people on the outside who aren't doing it are going to look at them and say like, I need, I want to be like them. How do I, how do I have what they have? You know? Right. And so that cycle should continue. No, and I see, I see you treating your clients, and, and granted, this is, you know, like you said earlier, this isn't taken away from your, your typical therapist with, with everything, but a lot of the times vets go in there and they become a, they feel like a piece of paperwork that gets put in a, a file cabinet somewhere. I can see you coming in where, imagine the vet is like a mold of, you know, whatever, and then you're there to help them create that you know, build them up and create them and, you know, with finding their identity and their purpose in life again. And it being, you know, with your passion and everything it following them out the door and then watching them blossom, I guess is the word I can use, but just really seeing that. And I, I just feel that passion and I see it on your face there and it's truly incredible. Um, so that's, I, that's just kind of what I was going through my mind with everything is you're not, you they're labeled clients, but I see it much more than that with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's because I, um, even when, even when somebody has, you know, gotten what they need from me and it's time for them to, to go and be, be on their own. I, um, I always ask them like, Hey, I'd love to be in touch with you. I'd love to still connect to you. I'd like to know what do you end up doing? You know, I want to, I want you to yeah. feel free to check with me because, um, you know, that is like the reward, honestly, for me is, is seeing like, oh, that person is now, um, happy with themselves. They've got a great family life, you know, internal to, to, to their own home. 
and they have a healthy business or they're they're doing great in their job, whatever the case would be, they're they're making strides towards living the, you know and walking out their the fullness of their purpose. And that's the reward for me, you know, is, is seeing that. So yeah, yeah, it is it's definitely like I I don't I, I and I'm okay if they don't want to. I haven't had anybody who had said no to me yet, but <laughs> But if, if you don't want to keep in contact, that's okay. But <laughs> but but I do like to to hear hear back and see like what's going on. You know, um, actually, I um, had the honor of helping out one of the guys that I was deployed with um, to Iraq. Um, he he got out of the army and um, he's he did his master's um, in social work and he's getting his PhD right now. And honestly, the, the biggest compliment I think I could have ever gotten, he said, I, I feel so much more like myself after only one session with you. And it's like, wow. that, that's just awesome, you know, like to to know that um, that somebody is getting because he was just getting really frustrated with the position that he was in. And so, you know, he's got little ones at home and just just how that spills over. And, you know, it's never isolated as like, oh, I'm frustrated with school or frustrated with work it always bleeds over you know you can never right. compartmentalize life and so um yeah just hearing that was just such a um you know i was just like that's just such an awesome compliment and you know again it just um it's so amazing for me to be part of that process to be mm-hmm. you know any part of that process so yeah oh, it is really awesome. awesome for me yeah well, sweet. I I appreciate it so much for with you and offering these services for all these people. It's truly cool. So I want to change gear a little bit because you're the first one that we've opened this up to. So with these podcasts now, what we're doing is we're giving the opportunity for the listeners to ask questions to you in our Facebook group. So if you don't mind, throw out some of these questions here. So Allie Tucker, which she actually runs Sheepdog Support Company, which is absolutely amazing. She asks, what would you say to a vet who has left the service, is still transitioning into their civilian life, but thinking about going back into the military? Yeah, I, I, I thought that. I think that's a great question. <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you. So I I got out of the Army. You know, like I said, I was working for the, for the Army, though, still as a civilian for seven years. And the Army contacted me and said, we've got this new program. We'd like you to come back into the Army. And I really did consider it. You know, I yeah. was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I come in as a lieutenant colonel because I have a PhD and all of this stuff. And um, anyway, I was I really did honestly, seriously consider doing it. And within about, um, like, I have, I remember I had my first meeting. And within about 10 minutes, it, I mean, it was just the normal Army show. Like, you know, someone was late and... And they didn't really have any direct answers for any of my questions. And I was just like, I remember now why I left, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, it became very clear. But I still pursued checking it out, like what was there to offer. So I guess, you know, again, kind of kind of seeing things clearly it would be my advice is like, why did you, first of all, why did you get out of the military in the first place, you know, and then because sometimes we, we get out of the army and then we think like, oh man, I, I miss being in the <laughs> army. I really miss doing all of this stuff, you know, because I see my friends, all my, you know, I've got a bunch of friends who are still, still in right. and I see all their pictures and I'm like, oh man, I miss the army. And then it's like, I have a 10 minute conversation with these people. It's like, nope, I remember. I remember <laughs> how I got out, you know? And so, yeah. so I think like just having that clear perspective, because we tend to, I don't know, um, you know, kind of 
memorialize the way that it was how we how we want it to be right of like this perfect smooth working machine where everything was amazing and we always had good times and 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 so but some people i mean it is their destiny to be in the military and and holly feel like praise god for those people because i you know we need them um but i would really say like take a look at it honestly you know take a like look at it with real open eyes how is this going to impact your um family if you're married if you have kids how is this you know what what are you planning to do right now does is that something that you can still revisit even if you go into the army and or military and you get out is that going to opportunity still going to be there you know just taking a look at everything objectively because the way that you you know and i think even business is this way where we think like oh this is how the business is going to be and then it turns out <laughs> to be like not not like that you know mm-hmm. and so just just being having a realistic approach to it and saying like, this is either something, yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice this thing for over here for this thing with my, with my clients, I always say at some point, something's getting sacrificed. So either decide if you want to sacrifice what you want now for what you want most or what you want most for what you want now, because some, something's going to get sacrificed. You know, when I was doing my PhD, um, it's a seven year program and I did it in three years. And so I said, I could sacrifice not seeing my friends and my family. And I mean, I legitimately did not see anybody. I was still working full time and doing full time school, but it was worth the sacrifice for me to get it done quick because I couldn't agree to do something for seven years. I said, seven years, I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> 32 by then. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be too old. I, can't, I don't know what I'm doing when I'm 32. And so <laughs> I said, I can't say yes to seven years, but three years is okay. So, I mean, you know, it's just like knowing who you are. But for other people, it was like, no way. I can't say yes to seven years. I need 15 years to do this thing. And right. that's, that's okay. It's knowing where you are in life and what you want from life ultimately. You yeah. know, is that thing serving you and is it worth the sacrifice? It all comes down to that. Right on. Awesome answer. So one other quick question. Um, let's see here. What would you say is the most important thing to do during your transition once you get out of the military? Yes. Once <laughs> you get out of the military, I would say it's really important to connect to people and get yourself a support system, you know, that really gets you. Sometimes it's great if it's your family, you know, if you're, if it's your family members, but sometimes it's like, they just are so far removed from the experience that you've had, especially if they weren't in the military or, or whatever, maybe there's a generational gap that is difficult to bridge or whatever. And so it's getting connected into your, you know, your tribe, as I, as I say, but again, that comes from knowing who you are. So if you can no longer call yourself, you're no longer a soldier, you're no longer a Marine, whatever, who are you now? And it has Mm -hmm. to do with knowing your own self, you know, know thyself. That's huge thing that I talk about all the time. But when, when you know who you are, you're going to be able to get into that group that you need, because until you know who you are, you're going to be trying like, Oh, maybe it's this group over here, or maybe it's this group over here. Mm -hmm. And the VA these days, the VA has so many different groups available if you're if you've got a clinic or a hospital near you that you can get involved in. But not not everything is beneficial to you to to go to. It's like you might not 
have anything in common with those people. You right. might not be able to connect with those people. And so knowing what it is that you're looking for, you know, don't expect life to just know what you need and hand it to you. You got to know what you need. You know, you need yes. to know. And you need to be the one to say, like, this is actually what I need. And and being able to communicate that in a way where somebody can help you get that. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so many times too, you've got to, you know, if you're asking for help or needing whatever, we're all here, but there's got to be that hand on the other end. That's kind of helping out to get you out of the hole or whatever direction you need. So extremely, extremely important. Well, right on. Um, well, awesome. I think that's about it. I believe. (laughs) Great. This is an awesome conversation. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on. It's truly I know you mentioned the VRV a couple of times, but you know, with this community that we're growing is exactly what I wanted and so much more where we're getting people like you and we're getting so many, like later on today, I'm going to have um, daily with moonlight cleaning on the show where he's, you know, his thing is carpet cleaning, but we've got such a wide range of people, but the camaraderie and strength between us is still like we have the uniform on and I love it. So thank you. I love that. <laughs> I love that your um, your platform, your business, like supports the dreams and the purposes of everybody else. It's like we're we started like like a tree, you know. We all came from the military, like the trunk, and now we're all these different branches of like we're doing all these different things, but we're still we still have this place where we can come together and um, and support one another, you know, because mm-hmm. it's really important that we are aware of what other people's. Um, dreams are their purpose in life is and we support them we come around them and help them get there you know to do yes. that because that's how society ultimately functions efficiently and and is healthy you know yeah yeah no absolutely and it's it's really opened my eyes because something that I didn't think about when starting the VRV because we have these nonprofits on to helping out but you have no idea how many phone calls I get from veterans that need help that they're down and stuff but they're they're connecting on you know, through the VRV where it's, it's, you know, I think they feel like they're not going to get judged. They feel like they're going to get that, you know, open advice. I'm by no means on any level to be doing stuff, but a lot of these guys just want people to talk to. We've got different groups like on the back end of this that people don't see where veterans are just talking and, and just having that camaraderie once again, is so strong and so helpful to them. So it's, it's great. One other thing that I want to say is that yeah. all, all veterans and their families get, I do a 10% discount for them. If, if awesome. That, if, yeah. No, that's, know, that's, you, no, that's like great. Somewhere. Yeah. So for you, what's the best way for anybody out there? You don't have to be a veteran. Anybody out there to get in contact with you? Yeah. So um, the best way is probably to go to my website, but I mean, I, I have an assistant. She takes care of my social media accounts. So if you message me through Facebook or Instagram, um, if you send me a private message on Cora, or if you write a comment onto my YouTube, I try to do my YouTube comments my own self. But um, yeah, so if you message me on any of those platforms, some somehow I'll get back in contact with you. Otherwise, there is a connect with me form on my website. There's also the right on my homepage, there's something, there's a little heading called life coaching. And if you click on that, um, it'll take you to like an about me and my services and you can book me right from there as well. Okay. And we'll put those links up within the description of this podcast as well. So are they are like for YouTube, are they looking up ashes to beauty ministries or are they looking up Dr. Angel storm or 
Because I yeah. know you had... It's so confusing. Because <laughs> different routes. Locked me out. Instagram, I, so I can't... And I can't start a new one because that username is already taken by me, but it won't let me back in. And I've been having this issue with them for over two years. And I, like, seriously, I never get anywhere. It's so frustrating. So I want to have it all, like, unified. But I'll, I've got my personal account, which I've just had to turn into my business account because I can't get back into my business account. Instagram, please. Work people. I keep messaging them. And it's been so frustrating. Because uh, I forgot my password and they won't send me a link to reset it. They said now it's been too long. And it's like, well, it wouldn't have been too long if you had responded to the first five messages I sent you, you know. So anyway, um, yes. Okay, so the best way to get in contact with me is at um, probably at my website, which is ashestobeautyministries.org. Okay. All right. And then they can just follow your your personal Instagram to see what food you're eating and all your selfies you're putting up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They get a little bit mixed of like all, all the things that are in my life. So I hope that that's entertaining. Laundry day. <laughs> you might find some like amazing life coaching tip or you might see like what sandwich I cooked up that day. You, you never know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Dr. Storm, I truly appreciate everything that you're doing for everybody out there. So, and thank you so much for being a part of the VRV. Um, I look forward to many more conversations with you and I hope so many other people reach out there and get in contact with you too. Cause what you're talking, everything now is truly the way she is. And that's the, the way, you know, I want to portray these. So people get a personal feel for you and you're truly amazing. So thank you for everything you've done. Oh, and I didn't mention either. You're an awesome mom of two identical twins. So Keep up that good work. You were you were seriously <laughs> incredible. I just think of the word Phoenix with you. So I love that too because of the name Ashes to Beauty. Although that name came to me in the dream, so I didn't like sit around like thinking of a good name. But um, <laughs> it's so good. Like to me, I just love that. That's like what comes to you because yeah. that's exactly like what I want to show people. First of all, demonstrate it, like act it out my own self, and then be able to instill that in them, like that mentality of like this this thing that has come to crush me, it's not crushing me. I'm coming up yeah. better. I'm coming up bigger. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I've got all of the things necessary that's inside of me already to do my destiny. Like this thing isn't going to keep me here. You know, yeah. I'm not staying dash. I'm still, yeah. I'm coming. Yeah. No. And so yeah, I appreciate that so much. Thank you again, Justin, for having me on the podcast. <laughs> it, it's been so fun. I, oh, I, right I, I just love talking to you. So even with the <laughs> podcast, you know, well, awesome. Well, I appreciate it. So we'll definitely be in contact more. And then, you know, look for future podcasts too, because I'd love to do some more with you. Yeah, so, absolutely. Right on. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And thank you, Dr. Storm. And you have a good one. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.